Let us have music, harmonies pleasing to kingly ears. They say we're young and we don't know. We won't find out until we grow. Oh, I don't know if all that's true, cause you got me, and baby, I've got you. Babe. I got you, babe. I got you, babe. They say our love won't pay the rent Before it's earned, our money's always spent I guess that's so we don't have a plot But at least I'm sure of all the things we got Babe I got you, babe I got you, babe I got you, babe. Hello, and welcome to episode 23 of Comical Podcast. I'm your host, Justin Corbett, and with me is... Miguel Garza. Just Miguel Garza. No, no nicknames today? No, I got all kinds of names, but it would take forever <laughs> to list them all out. We got some time. Okay, fine. <laughs> Horsticles. Burman. The man with the power. I ain't got no more. You can't be, her- can't be Merman and He-Man at the same time. That work. <laughs> I was going for She-Ra. Well, that, that's more accurate. No. <laughs> And of course, we have my lovely wife, Heather. What's up, guys? Just Heather. She never chooses to have a secondary name. No, but I need a nickname. I don't know what to choose. I'm I, I I'm not as creative as Horstocles over there. <laughs> Heather with a sweater. <laughs> no. Chimichanga over here. Chimmy. <laughs> well, if anybody out there has any suggestions for a nickname for Heather, uh, or if one comes about naturally from one of her stories, maybe we can get one for her. But. As if right now she's just Heather. Okay. But it can't be like offensive, you know. Yeah, don't make don't make fun of my wife. Can I? She gives as good as she gets when it comes to you. <laughs> Whoa. <laughs> I can take it and I can dish it back, so don't worry about yeah, it. Yeah, that she can. Yeah. With her one liners. <laughs> so ma'am, how'd you drag my lazy ass out here on a Monday? Well, that's right, it is a Monday. This is a bonus episode. Typically, we record Thursdays and put the show out Friday, but we got a new mixer, and as many of you realized, last week's episode had horrible sound quality, and I can't apologize enough for that. Uh, we had the new mixer, but I didn't quite have the correct cables, and there was all kinds of static and interference in the episode, and then on top of that, we were interviewing Peter Samedi, and we were calling him on his cell phone through Skype. Yeah. So we had interference from his phone on top of the interference from the mixer, and it just ended up with a really poor audio quality episode. So what I really wanted to do was make an episode that utilized our mixer and and put out good audio quality so you guys could see where the show's heading. So the fans don't hate us? I don't think anybody hates us. I think we were fairly well forgiven by our fans, but I felt really terrible about the way that things turned out last week, even though the latter half of the episode was pretty funny. (laughs) I understand. I know what you feel. I mean, I, you know, I want to put out a good show every week for these people. You know, we work hard and sadly you were drunk when you did that episode, so it didn't come out so good. (laughs) The funny part about that is I don't even drink. I know. Tecate. Dos Drunk on life. <laughs> all right, man. What you got for me tonight, man? I know you got all kinds of stuff planned. Well, since it's a Monday and we don't have any comics to talk about, uh-huh. but since we always talk about comic-related things, okay. <laughs> we have another trivia section coming up like we did last week. I found more cool questions and stuff. We're going to talk about that a little bit later. Some of those questions were a little warped. 
Oh, these are two. Don't okay. Worry. <laughs> well, yeah, I, can, I can speak for this, but I got most of mine right. That's, That's true. All I, know. Uh, I went back and listened to the episode, and you were the one that missed the most. <laughs> well, thanks a lot, man. <laughs> I got to call you out on that. <laughs> I don't like a lot of the stranger, uh, the stranger. Ah, let's try this again. The stranger, stranger questions you had there. <laughs> stranger, what's, a, what's a stranger, stranger? <laughs> danger, stranger. What the hell? Help me out here. Stranger, danger. Stranger, bad danger, touch. I need an adult. There's a lot of bad touches going on up in there. <laughs> That's all I'm saying. With what? With gay ghosts? Who gay ghosts? It's ectoplasm. <laughs> That's horrible. <laughs> so anyways, uh, one of the things that we wanted to do, since it is a bonus episode, and since we, we typically do it for bonus episodes, is ask our listeners to submit questions. Oh, and Jesus. And we do a little Q&A. Ah, crap. Wait a minute. T&A? I say Q&A. Oh, damn. You know it. I know it. <laughs> I don't want to see any T&As up in here anyway. Don't get all excited. No, I don't want to see those things. <laughs> PC show, y'all. Uh-huh. And why doesn't he have any pants on? When has that ever been the case? <laughs> <laughs> Put your pants on. Whatever, whatever. Well, the first thing comes from Chris Ryder. Yes. Horse Minion number one. As you like to call him, Horse Minion number one. That's right. Uh, is obviously a huge fan of the show. He writes Horse Minion comic strips for us, which are just hilarious. Love him for it. Uh, if you haven't seen him yet, you can check out our Facebook, and, and we have him plastered all over there, so uh, we love everything he does for us. Yeah, you know, if you follow us, you should follow him. He's a funny guy. Yeah, he is. He's a really funny guy. But the first question comes from him, and he wants to say that last week he really enjoyed the trivia. Uh, his question is that since Miguel portrays Merman and I portray Beastman, and sometimes Steve Orlando comes on and portrays Skeletor, he wants to know when Heather is going to bring Evil Lynn into the mix. That's a damn good question. I agree. You just have to wait and see. You just never know when she's going to come out. So that basically comes down to when she takes her meds and when she doesn't. I guess so. <laughs> hey, now. Hey, <laughs> I need that medication sometimes. She's evil in. I'm not sure you want to get her. <laughs> <laughs> I got exactly. well, the, 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 the fans will just have to wait and see when Evil Lynn makes their appearance. Okay. There Fair you enough. You never know. Yeah, she may be coming in this episode or next episode or maybe never. But just going to appear like Beastman did? <laughs> maybe so. Hey, bastard. Beastman just like burst through the door. I know. He came out here and he called Beast Mom out and all kinds of stuff. Like what was happening? Well, you know, he's just talking about Merman coming from a spawning pool. That's horrible. <laughs> <laughs> that doesn't need to be rehashed. Merman's not going to like that. No, I don't. And then I went out there and I found a picture of it. So you went to in cahoots with the fur man. Yeah, he's, he and I are, are buddies. We'll mm-hmm. You're both hairy bastards. Yeah, I get it. <laughs> he, has, he has the beard. I like that. Grow a beard, Merman. We'll... <laughs> I have somewhere else. <laughs> Whoa. <laughs> All right, well, our, our second question comes from Antonio Marchena Roldan, who is another one of our good Facebook friends. Yes. He says he's not really a Deadpool fan, but he's looking for redemption. Whoa. Uh, he'd like me to tell him what issues or series are the best to get to know the Merc with a Mouth. Oh, I can answer this one for you. Okay, let's see what you got to say. All of them. That's <laughs> not terribly helpful. Well, I'm not terribly helpful to begin with, so what the hell? <laughs> Deadpool has about 800 appearances in comics. Uh, I have the majority of them in my closet right there. Uh, I would say that the best run of Deadpool that has happened yet was Joe Kelly's run in the first volume. Uh, it's like issues 1 through 33. is a really good run. Kind of just establishes the character, showcases how much of a badass he is, gives him that comedy edge, but it doesn't make him so wacky and zany like he is in the second volume. Uh, Daniel Way took over for the second volume, and that's when all the yellow boxes that you're kind of familiar with now showed up. They were never really explained, they just appeared one day, and, and he seemed like a complete crazy person. Not to say that that run didn't have some good parts in it, because the the issues where he teamed up with Bullseye and the issues where he teamed up with the X-Men were hilarious. But in general, I think that Daniel Way's writing of Deadpool is weaker than a lot of people that did the first volume. 
I also think it's much weaker than Jerry Dugan and Brian Posehn's run, which is the one that's going on now. Oh, that's my favorite run right now. Uh, there's some incredible stuff that's happened in Volume 3. Got substance, man. Substance. Yeah, I mean, the good and the bad, the ugly storyline really has a lot of heart to it. Uh, I would say, if you're going to read anything Deadpool to try to get a feel for the character and, and see some emotion from him and see how badass he really can be while still being funny and still having a heart, uh, I would pick up the good, the bad, and the ugly trade paperback. It's, it's just collect six issues. It's really good. Oh. <laughs> it made Miguel cry. He was back in his cubicle tearing up when it came out. And, uh, you know, that's a really good one to read. Why are you calling me out like that? <laughs> damn, you know it was hard. You know it was touching, man. It was like, damn. As far as miniseries go. Anything with him and Spider-Man. Yeah, anything with him as Spider-Man is hilarious, but most of those appearances aren't in Deadpool. They're yeah. in Spider-Man books. Uh, Avenging Spider-Man issues 12 and 13 are really good. Amazing Spider-Man 611 is one of my favorite books mm-hmm. of all time. Like, I absolutely love that cover. I have a blown-up picture of it in my office right there. Yeah, it is. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. It's great. It's got Spider-Man with all kinds of weapons and armor and shit on him, and he can barely stand up, and Deadpool's sitting next to him with nothing, giving him a thumbs up. It's fucking awesome. That is an awesome cover. Yeah, it is. But yeah, there's, there's tons of good Deadpool stuff. I mean... Uh, feel free to reach out to me if you want to know something more specifically what issues have which team ups or anything anything with Taskmaster is really good too yes even like the Thunderbolt stuff has been really good Deadpool joined that team I'm really kind of biased here because I honestly love everything Rick Remender's Uncanny X-Force run the entire thing it's one of my favorite runs of any series ever but that's not entirely Deadpool it's the whole team yeah but Deadpool really that's where you see Deadpool getting a heart and like kind of doing some some meaningful stuff instead of just being the lovable doofus that he sometimes is portrayed as I hope that answers your question. There's a lot of really good Deadpool stuff, and I can go into I can talk about that for hours. I say have just have him just reach out to you, man. That way, you know what are you looking for. You look for action, craziness, stupidness, or heart touching. Yeah, whatever stores. whatever you'd like to read, I can give you a more specific answer on. Just uh, reach out to me. Reach out and touch him. <laughs> reach out and touch Faith. <laughs> All right, so moving on. Okay. Uh, Charles David Ellison says he'd like to hear what got us into comics in the first place. I'll let you take that one first. We go. Wow. Okay, I can answer this two times. First time I was in the military, and I really, uh, I never really read comics as a kid, believe it or not. I uh, never had time, never had any money to buy anything, or, you know, came from a poor family. Uh, when I was in the military, I had uh, a lot of spare time and just happened to walk into the PX one day and saw Spider Man. And I think Carnager was on it, and, or Venom was on it, and I just uh, it was really freaking awesome. So I picked it up and started reading, and I was hooked. And I started getting more titles after that, so it was just, you know, spare time. Then I stopped. Then many years, many, many, many years later, I venture across them again with uh, you, actually. And you had mentioned something. I heard you talking about it. And I ran to a guy named Chuck. And uh, you guys brought me back around. You were interested in Walking Dead. Yeah, Walking Dead is what it was. was. And after that, I was hooked again. And now I can't stop reading them. It's an outlet for me. I get to go places that you could never possibly ever go. Um, You read about characters that you really enjoy and, you know, they're really good. Some of the writers are just amazing, and the artists, you know, just the, you look at the pictures and just wow. And they overwhelm me sometimes, and that's how I got back home. Because I wasn't really a hardcore fanatic like most people are, but I think my passion for it now uh, is kind of like everybody else's, I think. I'm nowhere near as crazy as you, but I'm getting there, and my wife probably doesn't like that. I'm probably going to have to go digital, <laughs> here, digital pretty soon. <laughs> You'll buy them, I'll buy the codes. <laughs> Storage is always an issue, right? But Yeah, but it's... It's really cool, and the fact that I have now my younger kids getting involved and my daughter reads them as well, it's really cool. As for me, I grew up watching a lot of old-school comic book movies. Well, let me, let me say this. Uh, you remember the old Flash TV series? I watched that when it came on. Yes. I watched Dark Man. I watched stuff like that. And then when the X-Men animated series came out, I really that's when I first remember getting 
the passion for comics was when I first saw the first couple episodes of the X-Men animated series. I had a friend down the street that was really big into comics, and his brother had been collecting for a long time. And I started trading him some of my toys for comic books and stuff. And I remember the first book I ever got my hands on was X-Force number two, uh, which was, as you know, the second appearance of Deadpool. I've loved X-Force ever since I read that issue. And I would beg my parents to let me go to the comic shop all the time. And we'd go to KB Toys, and they'd have little bundles of really shitty comics you could buy for like a dollar. It'd be like a dollar for like five terrible Magnus Robot Fighter comics. But I would, <laughs> I would buy them every chance I got, and I'd bring them home, and I'd read them. And I had I had a small collection, but it was mostly crap. The, the prized possessions I had were a few really good X-Men issues and some X-Force stuff. And then as I got older, uh, I always remembered how much I loved comics, but it was always so intimidating to get into them because... You'd look at the numbers and they'd be in the 600s or in the 300s and nobody's ever starting an issue number one. Uh, the thing that really appealed to me about independent books is there was always that opportunity to get back in because miniseries are always starting, new series are always being tried out. So I started picking up independent books. This was around 2006 and Marvel Civil War was getting ready to come back or getting ready to start. My friend John, who now runs Comic Palooza but back then ran a comic book store, said... You know, this Civil War thing looks pretty interesting. Maybe you should try picking that up. Maybe that's a good way to get back into the Marvel Universe. So I did. I started reading Marvel Civil War, and I started reading Walking Dead and a few other independent books, and I really just got sucked back in. And I read a lot of books. Not as many as I'm reading now, but a lot back then. For almost three years. And then uh, I hit on I hit some financial hard times, and I, like, I couldn't really afford to keep my habit going, so I stepped away for a while. Focused on some other things, but a couple of years ago, Miguel had been reading in the interim when I had not and Miguel started reading the new 52 stuff and I kept seeing Batman the Dark Knight and I was like wow that looks really, I really like the artwork I'd love to be reading this is fairly new so I, I started picking up again with Batman the Dark Knight and then from there it was like okay I've got to read all the Batman titles I got to get back into Deadpool I had already built like most of my Deadpool collection from before but I, I finished filling in the gaps that I was missing and it's just kind of exploded from there and now I read 80% of the books that come out. <laughs> it's funny you bring out those old cartoons because I used to watch those, the X-Men when it came out. Uh, I used to watch Voltron, all that crazy stuff. Uh, Spider-Man and Amazing Friends, The Incredible Hulk, you know, The Power Hour. But, you know, that didn't never pulled me toward the comics. So, again, just, just being poor, growing up, you know, how I grew up and just, you know, my family gave me everything I ever wanted. You know, don't get me wrong, I lived a wonderful life. But uh, I, saw, I saw all those, those shows too before I ever saw X-Men. But X-Men was the one that it was so action-packed and had that really kick-ass theme song. That was coming it earlier. It was just exactly what I needed to be the thing that pushed me in that direction and made me love comics, made me want to read comics more. Um, before then, I watched a lot of other stuff and I liked it. I knew I liked the characters, but it wasn't enough to make me go out and seek books. Funny you bring those up because, you know, you're watching all that Marvel stuff and what drags me back in? The Walking Dead and the Green Lantern, <laughs> which is, again, Chuck's and, and you know influence on me. And then, Slowly with you, just everything just comes on, and now I have like a bunch of Marvel stuff, a bunch of Image, a bunch, a little bit of DC. But you talked about your Deadpool collection, which is very impressive, by the way. Uh, as a fan, I, I think it's very impressive. I think it's really cool that you've taken the time and the money and the patience and Heather allowing you and actually helping you at times to achieve your dreams and getting all that stuff. Where my wife gives me the same stuff as well, as I've now started to attack my own passion, which is Harley. So I'm starting to try to get all that stuff. So I really. Loved that, and you've actually brought that out in me as well. So, thank you again. No problem. <laughs> That'll be the last damn time ever. Thank you. You better you better replay that. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. <laughs> All right, so the next question also comes from Chris Ryder. Uh, he's very active. Opinion number tell. one. As he should be. His question is, could God make a burrito so big that not even he could eat the whole thing? A burrito 
that he couldn't finish. Is this like like a real question? Like God? That's got, what that's what he asked. Like, he said, "Could God make a burrito so big that not even he could eat the whole thing?" Well, he's he's freaking God, right? Yes. So, I mean, if, if if it's the God you imagine that's all powerful. He can, of course, make a burrito that's too damn big for him to eat. Maybe that's what the universe is. Maybe the universe is one giant burrito, and we're the guacamole, and he just hasn't gotten there yet. <laughs> wait, 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 wait. Who you, you racist <laughs> like bastard. Why you got to look at me and say guacamole? Why can't I be the sour cream? I said, I said us, like humanity. Yeah, I don't want to be guacamole. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't mean you were the guacamole. Humanity as a whole could be the guacamole. What if we're all burritos? He's a chimmy. Yeah. <laughs> I'm a chimney inside a burrito. <laughs> this is madness. <laughs> now, I know a few people that probably buy that. <laughs> I think Taco Bell is doing that now. <laughs> That's horrible. Yeah, like Honest answer to that question is yes, there's a burrito out there that you cannot finish. Yeah. And that's not even made by God. It's made by crazy humans. Probably. You've seen them make those big ass freaking burritos, you know? Make the biggest hamburger. Yeah. I don't. Yeah, but if you're, if you're God, then you can, like, obviously stretch your mouth open to, like, something crazy, like. Like, it wouldn't matter. Like, you're God. You could just, like, magically, like, insert the burrito into yourself. Whoa. <laughs> like, like it would be in your stomach already. Deep thoughts with Heather. <laughs> I'm serious. Thank like, you, Dr. Phil. This, is a chicken, this, is, this is really is a chicken or the egg question because uh, she's yeah. right. If God, no matter how big God made it, he, of course, could eat it. Because if He, he can, can, but the question time, isn't God. He, also, he could also make it so big that he couldn't eat it. Well, the question purpose. isn't about God eating the burrito. It's about Ryder eating the burrito. God makes the burrito. Ryder eats it. No, he's asking if God could eat the burrito. Oh, read that question again. That's not how you read it out, man. Could God make a burrito so big that not even he could eat the whole thing? Oh, no. No, no, no. He, yeah. Like she said, snap finger is gone. I make it inside myself. You get all religious on this show? <laughs> Let's move on. Okay. Uh, Brian Kearns, one of our Australian supporters. That's right. From Down Under. Wants to know what we're excited about that's upcoming in the comic world. He wants to know what story arcs and issues, etc., are exciting us. Oh, well, the one I can think of is the the new Infinity thing coming out with Thanos. Infinity Revelation? Oh, yeah. Yeah, I'm definitely excited about that. It's going to be a, a graphic novel, but it's written by Jim Starlin and drawn by Ron Lim, who I've spoken about before as one of my favorite team-ups in the comic writing world. They've done mo- a lot of Infinity books, a lot of stuff with Thanos before, and, and nobody really tackles Thanos the way Jim Starlin does. Uh, I'm really excited to read that, especially after reading the Thanos annual this past week. I'm actually waiting the, the upcoming of the chair, and then... Uh, Blood and Dust and Part 2 Blood and Lust. Of course I'm excited for all of our uh, Kickstarter <laughs> projects. <laughs> That's right, see? <laughs> Shield. Shameless. <laughs> but I think you mentioned me a while back. I don't know how true it is, but uh, possible Superior? Yeah, there is. Uh, Superior's going to return for at least two issues uh, in July, I believe. Telling the story of some stuff that happened in the past while he was Superior that we didn't really see in the main Superior storyline. So I'm kind of excited to see what they're going to do with that because, as you already know, we are big fans of Superior. I know you're probably excited to see Wolverine die. I am excited for the death of Wolverine. Uh, it'll be really nice to have six months without him. <laughs> yeah. That's wrong. He'll yeah, definitely come back, but right now he's in like 11 titles, and it'll be interesting to see what Marvel does removing him from some of those titles because I mean, he's in Wolverine, he's in Savage Wolverine, he's in Amazing X-Men, he's in Uncanny X-Men, he's in Wolverine and the X-Men, he's in All-New X-Men, he's in Avengers, he's in Avengers World, he's in... Gee, I can't even name them all. There's too many titles Wolverine's in. He was just at the Tonys. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But you know, I know you got a bunch more arcs, so let me throw these little things in here real quick. I'm actually excited to see how some of these independent books are going to go down the road. I want to see where uh, where Omar takes Daniel down the road. I definitely have got to see what the hell is up with Steven Undertow and Kel with Mercenary C. I, those books, I'm just like, 
I, I don't know, man. I'm just waiting to see where it's, what's going to happen with them. And then, of course, I'm Southern really, Bastards. I'm really excited to see the uh, letters page for Mercenary C number five. Oh, yes. Where, uh, Shout out. Some guys on this podcast you may have heard of wrote a letter to Kel Simons and Matt Reynolds and uh, got published. So make sure you pick up Mercenary C number five and, and read the letters page because there's a mildly funny letter in there. <laughs> I'm buying two. A couple of idiots I know. <laughs> <laughs> I'm buying two. Yeah. One in the plastic, one open up to that page and sealing it that way. <laughs> Kirkman's new book is coming out, Outcast, about the guy who's possessed by the demon. Yes. That looks really interesting. Uh, I think that comes out in a couple weeks, actually. Doesn't Colin's book come out this week, too? And Colin Bunn's book, The Empty Man. Uh, oh, yeah. That's a miniseries he's doing. That looks really good. Like you said before, uh, a couple weeks, and you've said it multiple times on this podcast, it's a great time to be in comics. Oh, it really is. There's so many good things coming out. So you go ahead and throw some stuff out, man, and tell me what else you, what you're excited about coming out. Well, I kind of just did. Dude. I'm waiting. To, okay, I'll continue. I'm just, I got stuff left and right here. Man, I'm waiting for Batman Eternal number 13. I uh, hear something can be like spectacular in that. I'll, I'll, we're, you know, oh yeah, the 75th anniversary of Batman stuff should be pretty good. Uh, I'm looking forward to that because as we talked to Greg Capullo before, he kind of hinted that maybe we'll see the Joker again, maybe we won't, but I'm I'm really excited to see the Joker return. <laughs> <laughs> Speaking of the Capullo, <laughs> I had a little problem this weekend. You've been having the, the, the Capullos all weekend? <laughs> <laughs> I don't think you should have called it that, man. <laughs> <laughs> maybe not. <laughs> Yeah, it was a rough time. But come, come down from New York and kick our asses. <laughs> <laughs> so, Mr. Down Under, uh, so you know, there's so many great things coming out, and we just can't touch on them all. We're just so excited. And, hell, by that time, we'll probably be reading 100 books apiece. <laughs> well, you'll probably be reading 200. Yeah, we'll see you know. what happens. There's, <laughs> yeah. a, there's a lot of good stuff, and that's the point. I mean, there's good stuff all the time. But if you want to if you want to hear recommendations about what we are picking up the week upcoming at any point in time, go ahead and just shoot me an email or, or tweet at me or whatever. And I'll, I'll give you the list of books we're planning to pick up. So, I mean, you can follow along with us. I know. It's excited about Saga, too, man. Yeah, Saga was pretty good. It jumped ahead. So, uh-huh. interested to see where that goes. Cool. What's got um, next? Our next question comes from uh, a Twitter user named Barry Media. Okay. Uh, he's a guy that we met briefly at Comic Palooza and then followed us, and he's been sending us all kinds of really cool pictures he took. But his question was, who was the best professional cosplayer at Comic Palooza? Oh, can I take this one? <laughs> sure, go ahead. That would have been me. Man, <laughs> <laughs> I looked beautiful. I was in full uniform. I took all kinds of photos. I brought sexy back. I thought you were going to say the two half-naked dudes that posed with you. <laughs> That's one. Right, we, we brought sexy back. No, no, no. no. He said professional. So. Oh, obviously, hands down, is our favorite fan of the show. We're fans of hers, Marie Dahl. Yeah, she's a friend of the show. I would say Marie Dahl had a lot of good costumes that weekend. Not to say that any of the other girls didn't as well. Anna Mia was dressed up as uh, Scarlet Witch, Psylocke, a few other things. Ivy Doom Kitty was dressed up as, uh, what did she dress up as that one day? Oh, man. She was right next to her. I can't remember. Yeah, I'm drawing a blank, too. Oh, wow. But, yeah, th- these professional cosplayers, they, they really go all out, man. And I'm surprised, like, we talked to Marie Dahl, that she makes her stuff. Yeah. That's insane. I think most of them do. I think most of them spend a lot of time building costumes. It looks like they go out and buy the crap at like expensive places. Like they pay like a grand for this thing, but they actually make the freaking stuff. Yep. Dude, yeah, props they, to them. They spend a lot of time, and I, I think Marie Doll was, was dressed the best. I have to say, her costumes were done really, really, really well. And she, she even said so in, uh, herself in the uh, interviews that she really tries to pay attention to detail, which I think is lost in a lot of cosplaying. People just kind of slap some shit together and like show up and say, "Oh, here I am," you know, and it looks like half. half. I know. I know. Barry Media is a big fan of Ivy Doom Kitty because he's been tweeting about her a lot. Mm-hmm. But uh, I think I'd have to go with Marie Doll as well. I mean, she's a friend of the show, so gotta give a shout out to her. Yeah, she was funny. She's really funny. Very nice to talk to. Yeah. Uh, 
So, you know, it was cool. Ah, it was a black cat, and then she was the Green Lantern at one day. Yeah. Uh, but you see her pictures on the wall. She does a Velma from Scooby-Doo, which is actually pretty good. I actually was like, where's Scooby-Doo at? <laughs> you know, it was really cool. I was like, could I do that? <laughs> you think I could be a professional cosplay? Sure. No, you're too ugly. What? You'd be Sunfire. <laughs> wow. Wow. You racist bastard. <laughs> I'm just... I'd be Iceman. Val Kilmer? No, yeah, that's right. <laughs> Ice Man. <laughs> Very funny. Look here, Blob. Take us on, Avalanche. <laughs> you be the Avalanche, I can be Pyro. I ain't gonna be Avalanche. <laughs> Actually, Pyro was one of my favorite characters when I was a kid, too. I always liked him. Something what does that say about me. <laughs> <laughs> you got lots of problems, man. Light some fires? I know, right? So the next one uh, is. About 12 questions, and they all came from Eric Lopez. <laughs> oh, my God. Can we cut that guy from the show? Cut him from the show. <laughs> no, just... uh, question number one. Okay. How True. Do you, how, do you, how do you feel about the speculation that Nightwing will be showing up in Arrow? As long as he's badass, I got a problem with it. I think Nightwing's actually a better choice than Batman to show up because... Uh, it, Batman would take away from him? Right, right. Nightwing's somebody that's about on the same kind of street level as Arrow. I think that would be a really interesting character to add. And if you design the costume right, kind of like the uh, Injustice costume. The black and blue? The black and blue. Oh, yeah. Uh, I think that would look really pretty stellar with what they already have going on as far as color schemes go. Well, who's going to play Nightwing? Keanu Reeves? That would be, <laughs> that would be the issue. I mean, uh, they have to find the right person for that role. But I think they could do it. They've been doing so many good things with that show already. I have complete faith in the producers. I think it'd be cool because then you could have like a crossover with Gotham or something like that. Maybe eventually. Right. I think it's pretty badass actually. I mean, Arrow. I mean, come on, Flash. He's gonna go. From, he's gonna be on Flash for a little bit. So, yeah. Plus, Arrow's been awesome. Yeah. So you know, I'm two dongs up for that. <laughs> yeah, as long as it's not Shia LaBeouf playing Nightwing. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, really? That wouldn't be a good choice. No, it wouldn't be a good choice. That would <laughs> suck. Terrible. Ugh. All right. So his next question is: How do you feel about Josh Brolin being cast as Thanos? Damn good choice. I actually think this is a really good choice. Uh, got the jaw, man. He's got the chin for it. That's right. He's got the badass <laughs> That's attitude. the first thing I said. He's got the right chin for it. Uh, but he also has a deep, kind of gravelly voice, and he's kind of a stocky, big dude. And he's a badass. And he's most of his movies, he's portrayed as a badass. Uh, I could totally see a little bit of CGI amplification happening, and he would just be a kick-ass Thanos. I think that was actually a really good call. Marvel and he can act. Yeah, and he's a good actor, too. So there you go. That's a damn good choice. Yeah, I agree. They could have gone wrong. <laughs> they could have gone way wrong, but they got a good guy. Next. Who do you think should be cast as Doctor Strange? Oh, didn't we talk about this one time? Yeah, we talked about it before. Michael Manson, right? Michael Manson. <laughs> <laughs> he's a little strange. <laughs> Cutting off people's ears while he's <laughs> By the hairy host of Hogarth. Slice. <laughs> oh, God. I don't know. We mentioned this, but we talked about this once. I can't remember who we thought of. I know that you had said before you were interested in Johnny Depp in the role. Was I smoking anything at the time? No. <laughs> I, I know you had said that you thought he would be an okay choice. I, mean, I agree with you. He's, he's not bad. Uh, but, but you'd be too bad he turned into Jack Sparrow. Yeah, I, I, I would be a little irritated if it was Jack Sparrow <laughs> and Doctor Strange. Uh, I've been thinking about it a little bit. I actually really think Aiden Gillen would be a really good choice. He's the guy that plays uh, Peter Baelish on Game of Thrones. Yeah. Uh, he's got exactly the right face. I mean, he, he yeah, because I can see him wearing. Mustache. Yeah, yeah. I think he would actually be a perfect choice for Doctor Strange. Um, so that would be my recommendation. That's a good choice. Yeah. Hey, look at you. <laughs> I was thinking of the guy that played Lone Ranger. Uh, Army Hammer. <laughs> Come on, man. <laughs> I just did that because I know how much you hate that movie. Oh my god, that movie's a piece of crap. <laughs> and yet, my mom and dad love it. 
Okay, his next thing is he wants to know, what about Apocalypse? Who do we think should play that role? I was thinking Michael Clark Duncan, but he's gone. So, rest in peace. Oh, wow. He really would have been a good choice, wouldn't he? Hmm. Can I mention it now? It's been X-Men's been out long enough already. Oh, yeah, yeah. You saw Apocalypse as a kid at the end. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But that was in the past. That uh-huh. was in, in ancient Egypt when he when he was building the pyramids and establishing himself as the ruler of the people, as a, the Akabath people or whatever. But now we're going to see him as an adult, I'm sure, in the movie. The Rock? No, The Rock's they, they too always, They always want to put Dwayne Johnson in everything. <laughs> Who's the actor that plays Bane in Batman? Tom Hardy? Tom Hardy? Yes, Tom Hardy. That's actually not bad. He's I got can, a good voice. I can see Tom Hardy doing that. Yeah, uh, that's my choice. Eric said he thought John Hamm would be a good choice, and that's not terrible either. John Hamm's a good guy, but he's not big enough. I mean, like... Well, he could always bulk up for the role. That is true. Well, in that case, you could go with Gerard Butler. No, I don't think, <laughs> I don't think Gerard <laughs> Butler could No, no. Off. His voice isn't right. How about... Oh, yeah, okay, fine. Let's get Xerxes up in there, man. Dude, he looks like <laughs> fucking Dalsam. There's, no <laughs> <laughs> There's no way that's going to work. I don't know. It's got to be somebody who can act. Yeah. Someone with a godlike complex. Yeah. I still like Tom Hardy. He's That's a good call. Story. Tom Hardy's really not a bad choice. I, I think that could work. James Franco? No. <laughs> <laughs> McConaughey? Come on. Dude, McConaughey lost like 95 pounds for his Dallas Bar Club movie. All right, all right, all right. <laughs> Let me make an archangel. <laughs> I don't want to see that movie. Fuck uh. that movie. <laughs> That's actually a tough one. Yeah. Bruce Valanche? No. <laughs> <laughs> All right. You know, I do like the Tom Hardy suggestion. That's that's pretty good. I like that. Yeah. I agree. I think that one's pretty good. Baincat? That's one we came up with so far. Baincat. <laughs> I don't know. I can't really think of a good actor off the top of my head. You know, other than that's that's a good good choice. Anyway, okay. Well, that's some choices. All right. Well, let's move on. All right. Uh, so his last question is: How do we feel about the Ant Man movie debacle? Do you know anything about that? Is Michael Douglas still in it? Yeah, yeah. The cast, I'm good. The cast I mean, is everything is still the same. Is he going home? But uh, two weeks ago, Edgar Wright left as the director of Ant-Man. Um, he put out a statement saying that it was an amicable split. He just didn't feel like the direction he wanted to take the movie was the same way Marvel wanted to. So he stepped away and sent Marvel like scrambling to try to find a replacement. They almost signed Adam McKay. They almost signed Ross and Marshall Thurber. But both directors turned it down once they saw what Marvel had planned for the movie. Now they're considering Nicholas Stoller and Michael Douse as potential directors. What's the problem? I mean, I don't seriously, really know. The there, there's no specifics for anybody really to know about, but it's kind of up in the air whether the movie's even going to get made based on all this chaos with the directors not being easy to find. Um, the people they're considering now, I think Nicholas Stoller is actually a really good choice. He directed Forgetting Sarah Marshall, Get Him to the Greek. Uh, Ant Man is going to be kind of a comedy action movie, so I think he could do that really well. Uh, I don't know too much about Michael Dowse or his directing style, but uh, I think I think it'll be okay if they can pick somebody and, and kind of pin him down. Michael Bay? Come on. <laughs> he doesn't have he, Michael Bay doesn't have the finesse to do a movie like Ant-Man. Adam Sandler? I don't need to see... Uh... <laughs> okay, Ben Affleck. Oh, there we go. How about his apocalypse? Ben Affleck is the apocalypse. That's not going to Oh. Matt Damon. <laughs> Matt Damon. <laughs> <laughs> Matt Damon's apocalypse could be funny. <laughs> no, I. You know what? You got Michael Douglas. He's going home. <laughs> it's a great cast. They have a great cast already. They just really need. They must really good director. But I think they have. Marvel has such a clear view of what they want to do with the movie, and there's so many difficult scenes they're gonna have to film because there's a lot of transitions between giant small, giant small, and you know all the cinematography with the. Uh, Pim particles. I had so much I could have said they're not let it go. <laughs> Ant-Man is not always horny. <laughs> but uh, there's so much they have to do with the imagery in the movie. 
And it's going to be challenging for sure for any director. That's that, that must be why so many people are having a hard time committing to it. Then they already screwed over. Instead of it being Ant-Man, isn't Tony Stark taking that thing in Ultron movie now? And it's all on him now instead of the Ant-Man? Uh, Ant-Man's still going to be an important part of the universe. I just Ultron is going to be created by Tony Stark instead of Ant-Man. I, small change. I'm just thinking, you know, they got to get the movie done. They have to get it done, and it's pretty crappy. Well, the release date is supposed to be July of 2015, so they're creeping up on the time they need to start filming. That's horrible. I think in Marvel, you must be right, Marvel must be really, they want this, this, and this, and they're not bending at all. Because yeah. I think it probably ties in with the other films, and then maybe the other directors are thinking they got another Avengers movie here. we got to do this, we got to be more serious about it, maybe. Talking about, you talking about being a comedy action, maybe they want to be a little bit more action-less comedy, I don't know. I don't know, but... Marvel obviously has a very clear view of what they want their cinematic universe to look like, and so far they've done an excellent job with it. All the movies in the Marvel universe, not looking at Fox, not looking at Sony, but just the ones that are part of the Avengers universe, um, have been really good. So I, I trust them. I trust they know what they're doing. They just need to find somebody that shares their vision or can compromise and go with the route they've chosen. Yeah, I agree with you. So that's it for the questions. <laughs> oh, freaking time. My head hurts. That was That was quite a few. Yeah, it was. We had we enjoyed answering all of them. Yeah, I did we tried? Yeah, <laughs> we did. We answered what we thought. You know, it's cool that people want to hear what we got to say. Yeah, I agree. That's right. And if you, have any other, if you have any other questions for us, feel free to send them whenever you want. We'll we'll answer them on Twitter or Facebook. Uh, just thought it'd be fun to do some live ones. If it's a really good question, you're going to sneak it in the show somewhere. Yeah, maybe. If it's all really right. Good. You never know. That's cool. We could have a question of the week segment. Nice. <laughs> that question of the week comes from uh, some guy down in. Uh, <laughs> El Segundo. <laughs> so, as we've said before, we're going to more cons this year. We're going to the Houston Con. We're going to the amazing Houston Con as guests. We're going to Alamo City Comic Con. Mm-hmm. Uh, we still need to acquire a few things before we go to these places. So we're asking people to please help us out by going to our sponsor, which is audibletrial.com slash comical. Uh, if you go to audibletrial.com slash comical and sign up, you get a 30-day free trial and you get one free audiobook download. If you listen to it and you don't actually like the book you picked, you actually have the option to exchange it, which I didn't find out about until this past week. Wow. All cool, right. right. Yeah, cool. Uh, there's, awesome. there's over 150,000 titles you can choose from. Look at Audible. Working for the people. That's right. So uh, please do that and support us. AudibleTrial.com slash comical. Sign up. If you don't like the service, you can always cancel it. Uh, we still get credit for you guys supporting us. If you do like it, though, it's only fourteen ninety nine to continue on a monthly basis. Yeah, two of the three of us here on the show use Audible. Yeah. Calling you out, man. I think that was evil. <laughs> Maybe so. I don't know. But yeah, you know what? Hundred fifty thousand titles, you know. And now that you can exchange it, if you didn't like, that's really cool, man. Yeah, really freaking so cool. So please support the show. Go to Audible. Uh, if you don't want to sign up for Audible, or you already have an Audible account, and you want to support the show, we do have a contribute button on our website. You can go there and send money directly through PayPal. Uh, we really appreciate anything anybody can give because we still have things we need to get before the other conventions. That's true. And thank you all very much. And thank you to the people that have supported us so far. The people. The Sign people. up for Audible right now. <laughs> <laughs> Do it. Yeah, I need some money. <laughs> well, the next thing is for Miguel to tell us uh. a funny story. God, man, put me on the spot. You know how I told you I don't live a funny life? I live a tragic life. 
tragedy plus time equals comedy. That's what Pat Oswalt <laughs> says. Well, uh, I don't see it as comedy. Uh, I think my stories are kind of lame. But let's touch on some stuff today. Bad touches, in case you want to know. They're always, they're always bad touches with you. <laughs> We're going to talk about Ben Cat and now we <laughs> my fear of a certain creature and how. Huh? Our boss. <laughs> <laughs> That's not funny. <laughs> no. Uh, Females? Whoa. <laughs> no. People in the bathroom. <laughs> Most definitely. <laughs> no, but the biggest fear I have to date comes from a little creature with several legs and uh, has the ability to bite you and inflict pain and make your skin fall off your leg if you don't watch it. We're talking about spiders. And I've had many run-ins with spiders on my life. I've been bitten seven times, three times by brown recluses, twice in the buttocks. <laughs> one on the right, one on the left. They're not buttocks racist. Well, at least they're evening it out. <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> Ain't nothing like picking green gooey crap out of the side of your butt cheek. I'm just telling you. If that engrossed some people out. Anyway, let's, <laughs> let's talk about uh, I come to work one day. You know, I'm pretty jumpy about spiders anyway, so I'm going to sit down at my desk and... Um, I'm very well versed in your fear of spiders. <laughs> yes, you are. So I'm about to sit down in my chair and I, you know, I like to grab the under part of my desk and slide myself in and usually I take my shoes off. On this particular day, I did not take my shoes off. I did slide my thing on and all of a sudden I hear like a... I'm like, what the hell? And I look down and like, there's like these two red eyes looking at me and then it moves at me. So I pretty much... I push my chair back all the way to the wall. It thumps the wall. I'm looking down like, what the hell is that? <laughs> I wasn't screaming, though, because I, I guess I didn't have the, the the voice to scream at the time. <laughs> for uh, for Christmas, my dad bought me a remote-controlled spider. It's about that eight son inches. of a bitch. <laughs> <laughs> and I put it under Miguel's desk because I know what a fear of spiders he has. And when he came back from lunch, I attempted to scare him because I was expecting a squeal. I got, I got a squeal once before with a little bitty spider. <laughs> yeah, I was sitting there holding my chest, grasping it. I didn't have any voice to scream. I guess you can't really hear a person scream when a big spider comes at you. <laughs> but uh, Or a little bitty one. <laughs> shut up, man. Suckers are dangerous. They hop at you. But anyway, so the damn spider, I think the only reason why I didn't get too scared, uh, well, I was scared. I'm kind of getting a little <laughs> emotional here. <laughs> the uh, the red eyes, the motor is probably what kind of saved me from shitting my pants, I guess you'll say. Because if it didn't have the red eyes or if I didn't hear the motor and you just moved it slowly to touch my leg, I probably would have jumped up. So what the fuck? <laughs> probably would have did that way because I, I don't... Spiders are horrible to me, okay? Spiders freak me out. So I'm laying in bed one time and this is, you know, I'm sleeping pretty good and I had this white cat and all of a sudden I hear a I open my eyeballs and there's a damn spider on the bed looking right at me. <laughs> Holy crap! I, I could not move. White cat jumps over me. I guess she saw it from what she was saying. Jumped over me and killed it right on the bed. It's a loyal cat. Yeah, I no longer have her anymore. Uh... <laughs> Traitor. See, I I couldn't take care of her. I was never home. And then, of course, there's one time the wolf spider was jumping at me, and I was swatting at it, and it kept on jumping at me. I was swatting. It wouldn't stop. I just kept on swatting. It kept on hopping toward me. Like, die, you damn thing. (laughs) And it wouldn't die. He's making himself sound braver than he actually is. What really happened is he turned and went, ah, ran away. (laughs) My wife would laugh at this one. I was sitting there in the couch, and I look up, and my wife goes, hey, look up. Uh Uh-huh. And I just froze. There was a spider crawling on the wall, on the roof, on the ceiling. I just watched it, and waiting to see what it was going to do. <laughs> and I couldn't move. <laughs> Still, not even the worst one. The worst one was when I left your house. 
last Thursday, get in my car, start the engine up, back up, start driving out. I look to the left on the glass, and I see something. I'm like, what the hell is that? And then it moves like, it's a damn spider. I'm like, holy crap. <laughs> I slid all the way to the far right of my side of my seat. I looked for something to kill it with. I almost ran to the ditch. Thank you very much. I slowed down to nothing. I, I lowered the window down, trying to get it out. It would not go out. It disappeared. I'm like, where the hell is it at? I could not drive. Could not focus. So I was like going 10 miles an hour looking for this damn thing. Can't find it. Turn the lights on. Can't see it. I was afraid to go anywhere. I took a shoe off. I'm looking, 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 looking. I can't see this thing. <laughs> I, I get my, my, my uh, cell phone light. I turn it on. I'm looking. Oh, look, where, where, where are you at? I look down. Finally flash and I see like a little glare. So I like, kind of like hop out of my seat because it moves. And it's sitting there on the side of the door. Down there at the bottom where the, where the like, you know, my car has a little, you can put a cup holder down on the side of your door. It's sitting right there just looking at me. Like, I could have got you if I wanted to. <laughs> it's a terrible feeling. I was paralyzed with fear. <laughs> I couldn't do anything. Uh, I pretty much was going two miles an hour at that time. Almost going to complete stop. Yeah, I was, I was a little terrified because I didn't know what kind of spider it was. It was big. It was big. It was the size of this microphone. <laughs> and I finally got the courage and I swung at it. I missed it. It moved, but I got it the second. I was like, bam, 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 in the car, and I finally got it. And it, it collapsed, and it fell down. And my flashlight on my cam- camera phone looking at it, and I could see it. It was like squinting stuff like a little ball, and it opened up. Like, ah! So I stopped it. And to, I actually stopped the car, got out, got some napkins, and got it and threw it out of the car and ran and took off. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, spiders are not my friend. I'm, ter- I'm deathly afraid of them. I remember the time at work, the one came down the wall and landed on your desk. And you like, I heard like this crash, boom, bang. You like threw your chair back as far as you could and like got up and like ran out of your desk. Our boss came over and looked in the cubicle to see what the problem was. And it was just a little spider. And he like crushed it with his thumb. Dude, the spider was <laughs> as big as my hand. It was No, it was, it was bigger than my thumb. It was like a quarter inch spider. Dude, the spider was huge. But our, our boss like just, he's like, oh, that's nothing. And he just killed it with his thumb. And we were both just looking at each other like, what the hell? And you were like, uh, uh. And I was like, man, I don't like spiders at all. But I. I would never kill with my thumb. <laughs> That's fucking crazy. And then it went like, like, ah! <laughs> okay, that's nothing. That's okay. Your spider story is nothing because we played a wedding. I for I guess our listeners or fans that don't know, I also play the violin. But we played a wedding uh, two weekends ago, and uh, the priest came up and wanted to talk to us, you know, before the wedding started and whatever. So he. Uh, he comes over, I see like this bee flying around. Well, it lands on the floor, and all of a sudden, he just like picks up the live bee on his finger and like says, Oh, I'm gonna put it outside. Like, seriously? Like, I, I don't care. Even if I was a priest, I would not just pick up a bee. Like, just because you think you have like divine intervention. Like, <laughs> <laughs> Stingman, you're going to hell. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Like, he just picked it up. Like, I'm not gonna kill this poor innocent bee. Like, Kill the bee like nobody It's cares. a bee. <laughs> Not the bees. Oh. <laughs> All right. Well, I was, I was going to save this for one of my funny stories. Well, since we're talking about spiders and insects, let me go ahead and tell the story. The wedding story? The wedding story. Oh, my God. I would have died of a damn heart attack. So we have a mutual friend named Adam who used to work with us at her job. And he moved away. And he met this girl. And they fell in love, got married, all that, same, all that stuff. But I was, I was That's a, a horrible way to tell a love story. <laughs> <laughs> He met this girl, they fell in love, they got married, bada bing, bada boom. Damn, I know, wow. Alright, maybe that's an oversimplification. <laughs> but he met this girl, and I got I, I was asked to be a groomsman in his wedding. So we went there and... Really picking the bottom of the barrel, was he? Anyway, go ahead. 
So the wedding was outside, and it was in Austin, Texas, kind of out in the hill country in July. Mm. It was hot as hell. Mm-hmm. We were all wearing our tuxedos, sweating to death, and we were waiting in this little tent uh, <laughs> to go to the, the ceremony. And I kept seeing something on the, on the flap of the tent, but I couldn't tell what it was. And, uh, you know, we're standing in formation. It was like me and a bridesmaid and then two, two other groomsmen with bridesmaids behind me. We're waiting for them to start the music to cue us to come out. So I'm watching, and I see the tent flap moving, and I keep looking. I think there's ants down there or something. And then I kind of pulled the, the flap taut so I could see what was on there. And there was a f- giant hill of scorpions. <laughs> and I was like, oh, God, <laughs> there's scorpions over there. So we all ran to the other side. So you're in the scorpion tent. We were in the scorpion tent. We were, Get over here! We were all huddling on the other side of the tent, <laughs> waiting for the music to start. Music finally starts, and we all just kind of ran out. <laughs> we are supposed to go all slow, but we, we ran. It had rained the night before, so the grass was all moist. Mm-hmm. And the girl who was, uh, I was helping was wearing heels, so she was like sinking in every single step. So I was having to like hold her up <laughs> as we were walking. So we make it all the way to the, the altar, and we split up like, you know, typical... Gruesome and go one way, bridesmaids go the other. You say so, gruesome? <laughs> it, it was kind of gruesome. So all the groomsmen are on one side, the bridesmaids are on the other. The bride and the groom come down and they start doing their nuptials, whatever. And then uh, a couple seconds into the ceremony, uh, I noticed that the chaplain has a spider on him. But it's not a normal spider. It's honestly like six inches long. And it's orange. It looks like a radioactive granddaddy long legs. He's about to become Spider-Man. <laughs> so I see it. And I turn around and I look at the groomsman behind me, and he sees it, and both of our eyes go wide, and we turn back and we look, and our friend Adam, who's the groom, is looking at us like, what are they doing? But, you know, we're in the middle of the ceremony, so we can't say anything. So the spider slowly crawls up the chaplain's back and crawls onto his shoulder, and then Adam sees it. And then Adam's eyes go wide. So he looks at us, we don't, we don't know what to do, the spider crawls back down the chaplain's back. We're like, well, if the chaplain dies... <laughs> well, wow! <laughs> Go with God, my son. <laughs> it, it disappeared. So a few seconds later, it shows back up on the other side. And it crawls up on his shoulder, and then we see the we see Adam's wife's eyes light up huge, and she looks at us, and we look at her. <laughs> Nobody does anything. Well, then the the sand ceremony starts, which is like the bride and groom come together and pour sand to to represent the families mixing together or whatever. So the chaplain moves to the to, towards the bridesmaids to get out of their way, and one of the bridesmaids goes, oh my god, and like jumps back because she sees the spider on his shoulder. And I guess one of the bridesmaids is from the country and she doesn't even care. She tried to reach for it and just like pick it up off of him, but she missed. That's hardcore. So the first bridesmaid takes her bouquet of flowers and just starts wailing on, <laughs> on the chaplain. And she's just beating him with the... the and, the, and this is in the middle of the ceremony. <laughs> so she's beating him with the bouquet. She's smacking him with... And nobody knows what's going on. He doesn't know what's going on. He just thinks this girl's lost her mind or something. She killed the spider, apparently. And, and then, you know, the wedding ceremony progressed and everybody, like, went on. But it became a funny story at the end. But none of us wanted to do a damn thing. <laughs> we saw that spider we were like, hell no. See, I was going to complain where's my invitation, but now I was like, I'm glad I did not go. Yeah. <laughs> I'd have shit myself right there. <laughs> yeah, there's giant spiders and stuff all over the place out there. It was, it was scorpions. Cool. See, you're telling this story and my leg just touched this bar down here and I about nearly jumped out of this damn chair. <laughs> it's nothing like walking out of your front door of your house and you walk right into a bunch of spider webs. Oh, that's the worst. And you have arachnophobia to begin with? Well, it's like my garage. I mean, we have a small spider infestation in my garage. No, no, no. It is a spider lair. Yeah. <laughs> we call it the spider lair because I, I swear to God, I spray so much poison in that garage. Like, I mean, if the cat went in there, it would probably die. <laughs> but it doesn't even touch the spiders. So, like, the other night I was doing laundry and I walked out there and there was this giant little fucker sitting on the on the rug. 
Is that the official name? <laughs> I slowly closed the door and back into the house. I went and got my shoe, came back, opened the door, slap, <laughs> killed, the, killed the little guy. And then uh, I noticed that there was like thousands of little bitty baby spiders running across the floor like an egg sack had hashed. So it wasn't a guy. I was like, shit. So I ran back in the house and I got my raid and I came out there and I was like spraying him. I went all spider Hitler on the little <laughs> <laughs> genocide. <laughs> Whoa. <laughs> Too soon? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, but I, like, oh, it's such a problem. With when we stop with the damn spider talk, my damn hair on my legs is starting to bother me. <laughs> but at least for me, it's, it's you know, I'm, I don't like them. They creep me out, but I'm, I don't have the same phobia you have. I don't run screaming like a little girl every time I see one. I didn't run from the damn thing. I, I merely created some space. <laughs> <laughs> in a fast manner while a high-pitched shriek was escaping your lips. <laughs> I got you. There was no shrieking. My wife will take the will stand right here and say there was no shrieking. No, she won't. Yeah. <laughs> She's probably laughing. <laughs> she probably got her own spider stories to tell. And so, she came this close to being on a show. You have no idea how close. <laughs> we're, we're gonna have her on eventually. I'll be on vacation. No, no. <laughs> One day we're gonna do a roast. It'll be great. So I don't know if you guys thought my stories were funny, but I know you're probably laughing at me because <laughs> Horsicles, the Almighty Horsicles, is scared of a spider. <laughs> That's just more fodder for Chris Ryder. That's why I have horse menu number one and two to kill them for me. <laughs> cool. Well, I guess that ends Tell Me a Funny Story. Okay. Let's move on to our segment that we started last week that got a lot of positive fan feedback. That's because uh, they're all warped like you are. <laughs> but I've given, I've given the segment a name now. I'm going to call it Effed Up Facts About Comics Past. Okay. <laughs> Brought to you by Mr. Effed Up himself. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh... These are trivia questions. Uh-huh. Some of them are legitimate and some of them are made up. Uh-huh. So you have to guess true or false and then we'll score it and one of you will win. C. <laughs> it's not that kind of test. Oh. <laughs> no, I was saying like C. You racist bastard. <laughs> so number one. Batman Returns, the movie, originally had Marlon Wayans cast as Robin, but the studio cut the role days before the film started. That's false. Come on, miss. I'm always right. <laughs> I'm going to say false as well. That's true. Oh shit. <laughs> the Batman Returns movie, the one with the penguin, was supposed to have a Robin, and it was supposed to be Marlon Wayans. Oh, I'm sorry. I was thinking about the wrong thing. If I would have thought you were talking about that crappy-ass movie, I would have figured, yeah, it's probably true. <laughs> but it was crap. That movie's great. That movie's sorry. crap. That's the best one in that, that grouping. No way. Joker movie rocks. The original, the original first Batman rocks. How the hell is Robin going to be... How is Marlon Wayans going to be Robin? <laughs> that's, a, that's what I was expecting you to focus on. <laughs> what the hell? That's just horrible. Yeah. yeah, but that's true. That's a, that's a bad, true, and false question. I, I know. You racist <laughs> bastard. <laughs> All right, number two. Superman was originally envisioned as a villain. He was a bald, telepathic scientist who was obsessed with world domination. True or false? Uh, false? I'm going to say true. Heather's right. That's true. What the hell? You gave me the list before. <laughs> no, I don't know. To, to be fair, I don't know the answer. He was originally called Super Dash Man, and then it, it took six years for it to evolve into the Superman we know today. And then the image that was used for the original interpretation kind of evolved into... Lex Luthor? Well, it evolved into his first villain. Oh. Uh, and then eventually that villain sort of became the basis for the Lex Luthor we know from the New 52. So That's horrible. Interesting, right? All right well, how about this one? Uh, Venom was not originally intended to go to Eddie Brock. The symbiote had been created with plans to attach it to a woman in a mental institution who hated Spider-Man more than anything. She hated him because Spider-Man had once caused a car accident that killed her husband, and the stress of that accident had caused her to lose her pregnancy. 
They changed it at the last minute because they felt nobody would believe that a woman could physically be a contender to Spider-Man. I'm going to say false. I'm going to say bullshit. <laughs> bullshit? <laughs> what do you think, Heather? True. Ding, ding, ding. She's right again. I hate you. <laughs> <laughs> Two to zero. <laughs> We're not keeping score. This is fun, fair trivia. <laughs> fun, fair trivia. Everybody gets a trophy. That's now. right. Fun, fair, positive trivia. <laughs> What kind of trophy you want? <laughs> Spider, I got some in the garage. No. Dogs down trophy. No. <laughs> All right, how about this one? You sexist bastard. Wolverine was originally named the Badger because his creator wanted to make a character that would appeal to Canadians. False. <laughs> That's funny enough. I'm picturing him as a badger. <laughs> Can somebody please draw that in the comic? <laughs> we don't need no stinking badgers. <laughs> So Miguel says false. What do you say? I say false. That one's true. What? Shut up. <laughs> he was originally supposed to be called the Badger. Okay, Chris Ryder has a new project to draw. Wolverine is the Badger. Well, there's actually there's actually a comic called The Badger now already, but uh, he wanted to create a character that appealed to Canadian sensibilities. So he had two choices: Wolverine or the Badger. And uh, the Badger was the one he was going to go with, but the editors told him that the Wolverine was a better choice. Hmm. Luckily for all of us. <laughs> yes, because otherwise you'd have 12 comics of the Badger. Yeah. <laughs> and who needs that? <laughs> <laughs> right. The 1966 Batman movie starring Adam West was not the first Batman movie. Adam West. There was one made two years earlier called Batman and Dracula. True or false? Batman and Dracula. I will go true on this one. I'm going to say false. I don't believe Batman and Dracula would ever be a, a, a pairing. It's just so crazy it could be true, I think. It's true. Oh, yeah! In your face! <laughs> there was a 1964 movie made by Andy Warhol that uh, he didn't he didn't seek permission from DC to use the likeness of Batman or anything, but he just made it. Interesting, right? The movie probably sucked. I'm sure, I'm sure it did. <laughs> I guess. I don't know. I got one right. I'm on fire. <laughs> Speaking of fire, number six. Oh. The human tourist once had a sexual encounter with a man. Reed Richards found out about it and set out to quote-unquote cure Johnny. Whoa. True or false? Shit. <laughs> that's like, what the hell? That's so messed up. <laughs> you know, this is so messed up with some of the questions you asked before. I'm going to say true. No, 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 no. no. Let me take that back. That's f- false. Is that your final answer? You want to lock it in? <laughs> <laughs> Let me phone a friend. <laughs> My man, don't look at me. I go false. False, Heather? Oh my god, this is so stressful. <laughs> so stressful. I'm like, I'm terrible at taking tests. I'm like, I feel like lights are blinking, like I'm gonna die, like the end is coming. I'm gonna say true just to be different, and I'm sure it's wrong. Miguel gets it right, I made that one up. Woohoo! <laughs> <laughs> Thank god you made that shit up, because I was gonna be worried if it was true. <laughs> I have to go buy the issue. <laughs> Probably worth some money. <laughs> two, two. Yeah, okay. <laughs> so we're tied? Yes, we are. You're tying it up? Number seven. Ugh. The character Darkseid was modeled after Adolf Hitler, and Apocalypse was modeled after Nazi Germany. True or false? Apocalypse, like the place, not not Marvel Apocalypse. I'll go with true. I'm going to say true as well. You're both right? I am. Darkseid. Because everybody gets the, the Omega symbol whenever he possesses them. Yeah. yeah. Number eight. Christian Bale auditioned for the role of Robin in the movie Batman Forever. False. I don't think he would have taken... I don't think he would have auditioned for that. Christian Bale? He's too much of a badass. I don't think he would take that. I'm going to say true. It's true. Really? <laughs> yeah. Wow. That's Christian horrible. Christian Bale tried to be Robin. And they gave it to Chris O'Donnell. Yep. 
I can see that happening. I'm glad because otherwise Bale would never be who he was now. Oh my gosh, that's horrible. Yeah. That's horrible. Yeah. I can see him auditioning for that though. I don't know. See, I just seem too much of him as a badass. Come on, all the crazy ass movies he's done. You Could you see him as the stupid ass Robin? Holy, holy, yeah, holy ships, Batman. But that point in time, I could see him auditioning for that. He, he might have made the movie a lot better. You know, yeah. Chris O'Donnell was the weakest in that movie. No, it was still the writing. He's still going to say the same damn words. Holy Batman. No, it doesn't work. <laughs> I'm sorry. It's still going to suck. Will it be this? Will it be that? Who's afraid of the big Batman? <laughs> no, the movie still sucked ass. There, there was a, a, a tank full of sharks. Exactly. They had no freaking lasers on them. <laughs> All right, number nine. Superman's very first battle was against a criminal organization called the Cab Protection League, who was trying to strong-arm independent cab drivers into paying them protection money. The league was led by Superman's first arch-nemesis, Ultra Humanite, who had plans for world domination. And that's where he started. False. Heather? So he was fighting angry cab drivers? (laughs) (laughs) They were trying to take over the world? That's an interesting take. I could see that happening, though, at that point in time, that, that maybe that was, like, the only stress in life that angry cab drivers were, like, <laughs> you know, trying to take over. But I don't know. I'm going to say true. The cab drivers were taking over the world. That is true. That is some horrible shit. <laughs> <laughs> well, think about the first Superman movie. His his goal for world domination was to do real estate. How is that any different? Exactly. <laughs> I didn't I think about it. I just thought it was so stupid it was some crap you made up. Hashtag <laughs> <laughs> Come on, you talking about freaking the human torch being touched <laughs> by an angel. <laughs> it's definitely a bad touch. <laughs> that is not a spooky ghost. Uh. Alright, and the last one. I already lost. Thank God. Double points. <laughs> Hal Jordan once had an Eskimo sidekick named Pie Face. True or false? <laughs> that has to be false. But you know, it's still so stupid. No, I'm going to say false. I'm going to go with Miguel false. That's true. Shut up! <laughs> Come on! Come on! Are these man. things legit? Are you actually? Are these? This have is, you verified these? This is actually fairly recent. This is from like Volume Four of Green Lantern. This happened in like the 1990s. Oh my God! I don't remember that. Yeah. I think these questions need to be verified. Oh, they're they're legitimate. I oh, looked them up. Wikipedia doesn't count. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's it for today's effed up facts about comics. Past. I hate it. <laughs> it's really effed up. Wait. Okay. So what's the score? We keep. No, I told you it's fun, you, fair, you, positive you trivia. Definitely won this. this There's time. no winning. <laughs> it's it's all crying and effed up facts. <laughs> well, there's no keeping score either. Uh huh. <laughs> Whatever, I just kept scoring at one. Bitch. <laughs> I get a trophy too. Biatch. You Here's your spider. <laughs> <laughs> you get no. second place. I get first. <laughs> Who does number two work for? <laughs> Works for one. me. That's right, buddy. You tell the shit. <laughs> Oh my gosh! Well, that's pretty much it for this episode. Well, you got to start talking about the other things now, man. Got to got to hit these people up. Let them know what we're doing. What other things? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> you always tell me like, "Hey, we're doing this tonight." Like, really? I'm tired. I got to go home and go to sleep. Oh, we need to do the next episode. Damn it! <laughs> you know, you're like, "Hurrah!" <laughs> yes. No. Does this look like the face? Hurrah! <laughs> No, man, tell about the Houston Con. Oh, you already did, right? Okay. Yeah, tell just me. just to remind everybody, we are going to be at the Houston Con, and we're also going to be at Alamo City Comic Con. Uh, so if you enjoy the show, come up, say hi to us at both of those. It's August 8th through 11th for the Houston Con, and <laughs> September 26th through 28th for the Alamo City Comic Con. So, uh, you know, feel free to find us, say hello, you know, 
He wa- my co-host likes hugs. Give him hugs, Justin. <laughs> you know, hugs, not drugs. <laughs> sure, I, I, I'll give you a hug. Be cool, stay in school. <laughs> Smokey the bear says only you can prevent forest fires. Hey, I saw that billboard just the other day. I've seen two excellent billboards lately. Uh, one of them is for a few, for a cremation home. Uh, what, what does it say? Uh, a funeral home? Yeah, know? it's cremations are <laughs> what we do. Oh, yeah. One of them one of them is a billboard that says cremations in giant bubble letters and then underneath it says it's what we do. Exclamation <laughs> points. Like it's the fun positive alternative to, <laughs> to burial. That's horrible, that right? Like both well, fun and sad. It's just funny to me. That's I gotta get me a cremation. Set <laughs> them up. Light There's an exclamation at the end. It's gotta be awesome. Oh my god! And so then the one going to Galveston. Uh, there's a strip club called Heartbreakers. Heartbreakers. And then immediately behind it is a big billboard that says, uh, "Don't be brokenhearted. Come, come to this church to talk to Jesus or something." <laughs> <laughs> Don't be brokenhearted because Jesus will save you. And yeah. Like a giant wow. Head. Don't worry, man. He won't leave you on the battlefield. <laughs> <laughs> Episode three. Like, who, who billboards? Like, who made that billboard about cremation? That's, like, so shitty. Oh, that's freaking hilarious. Like, yeah. how are they, like, they're, like, capitalizing on people dying. I think that's messed up. <laughs> so, anyways. Uh, Audible. Yeah. Make sure if you want to support the show, you go to audibletrial.com slash comical and sign up for your free 30-day trial and get your free audiobook. If you don't want to do that and you still want to contribute, we do have a link on our website to contribute directly through PayPal. Uh, we've also been submitted for consideration to the Geeky Awards. Yeah, I know we haven't been tweeting a lot about it here lately, but I'm going to get back on that. Right, we got to get back to tweeting about that because nominations happen in July, so... Come on, people! <laughs> we want to win! We're hopefully going to get nominated and uh, get to go to Hollywood. That would kick ass. I will say this. We get nominated, we make it in the top five. We'll have a poll if I should wear the horse mask or the mermaid mask the entire time. I will wear one of them. And I will be in character. <laughs> <laughs> so get us there we get there I will do it you heard it here I'll back out of it later but anyway <laughs> I'm, looking, I'm, looking, I'm looking forward to that I'm looking forward to that uh, also we're on iTunes and Stitcher and we still need reviews so if you're listening to the show and you enjoy it please go out there and write us a good review leave us five stars uh, we really really appreciate those anything that will get us more notoriety on iTunes and hopefully spread the word and increase our listenership we really appreciate yeah you tell those people iTunes that we're the bomb and lastly, <laughs> lastly, uh, you can follow us on Facebook at facebook.com slash comical podcast or on Twitter at, at comical podcast and at comical podcast too. That's right. If you follow the first one, follow the second guy. If you follow the second guy, follow the first guy. Miguel's feeling kind of left out because he's got 200 less Twitter followers than me. Yeah, because I started two months later because I was just using the main one like you were and then I realized, hey, let me start one of my own and be stupid. And then boom, 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 boom. Now I'm 200 behind you and I can't seem to catch up. So please don't make him feel left out. I know. Follow me, damn it. <laughs> at Comical Podcast 2. Give him a pity follow, guys. Whoa. <laughs> hey, and Comical Podcast 3 is coming to you really soon. Whoa. So anyways, that's it for the night, guys. Hope you enjoyed this bonus episode. And, and go home. Make sure to tune back in Thursday for our real episode. Damn it, man. I thought this was it. Our regular weekly episode. <laughs> what the hell? Am I getting paid? <laughs> We've been drugged. We're going to have one of our local friends on who also has his own podcast. It's going to be Kerry Gordon from the Metal Geeks podcast. going to be joining like us guy. in the studio. <laughs> I don't like that guy. Yes, you do. <laughs> wait, wait, wait. Oh, I like that guy. Yeah, okay. <laughs> I get my white guys mixed up. He's pretty funny. Yeah, we all look the same. <laughs> <laughs> go ahead and say it. You racist bad. <laughs> That's not what I was going with. Ah, he's a pretty funny guy, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I know. You just shoved him down my throat like everything else. Here, take this. Take that. <laughs> I haven't shoved anything down your throat. I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> take this water bottle. <laughs> Wait a minute. <laughs> <laughs> and-
edit that shit out, man. <laughs> I'm tired of sleeping. I can't. Keep on laughing, bitches. 